Remember back in the day when we would just banter for 10 minutes before the show started and I'd put that all in? Yeah. Those are fun. Good thing we don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do a whole show called Two Cents where that's all you right, do. Where it's all, that's, 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 all right. That's the banter. <laughs> that's true. Good afternoon. <laughs> We're in the same room. <laughs> wow. That synchronicity is back. Yeah. <laughs> in the same room. Nick Evangelista in town with a tie-dye t-shirt. Hey. What's up, bud? Hello. How much? How are you? I'm good. I'm wearing a tie-dye t-shirt. Hell yeah, <laughs> Why man. are you wearing the tie-dye shirt? Well, Surf's up, bro. You gotta wear a shirt, Adam. I can't just go around well, not a wearing point. a shirt. Well, did you, you didn't. Did you dye that yourself? <laughs> no. Okay. My wife did it for me. <laughs> Better question, why are you wearing pants? You didn't need the pants. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cold out right now? I feel like I'm, I'm not dressed for the occasion. I put, I, 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 before we started recording, I just put this uh, sweatshirt on because I started feeling a good chill. He's got a sweatshirt. Yeah. He's got jeans. I, meanwhile, I'm wearing the shortest shorts I've ever owned. In my life, so I made the change recently. I I decided I was going to become a nine inch seam short guy. Wow! Prior to that, I was about a ten or eleven inch. That's a big change. It's a big life decision. There was perhaps some unfounded optimism about leg day showing skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think I I had hoped that I would be a little further along in the. yeah, a man of your caliber should not be showing so much skin. I, I really <laughs> see. I really think that if you're gonna do that, I, I kind of respect like the seven inch seam. Like the I'm real, not doing that. I'm the not real doing short, that. short. You know. Yeah. Uh, but like yeah, I, when, I, when, <laughs> when people look at you, they should be like, "Are those girls' pants?" Yes. You know what I mean? Sure. Hopefully, one day I can pull that up. We we have a mutual friend from high school that I ran into a couple weeks ago. Maybe I told you the story, and he. Uh, is it relevant to the story that he's a gay man? I don't think so, but he, he's gay. And he, funny. and he came up. Adam well, it's there. relevant only because he's probably super fucking sexy. Well, <laughs> gay men are just always more attractive. Well, he came in my experience. <laughs> Certainly true. But he came up to me and he was like, I gave him like the old the dab up. I gave him like the the old half hug handshake thing, and he's like, I don't know the straight man handshake. <laughs> I said, Well. You know who I'm talking about, so and so. I don't, I don't know the the gay man's uh, the pants either. But here you are wearing seven inch fucking seams and just showing. How are those so uh, much thigh? How are those thighs looking though? They look tremendous. Yeah. Clearly, he had not skipped leg day, and I'm, no. I was, and I actually, I was inspired by that. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut down because before I was going ten, eleven, baggy cargo pockets with buttons on it like like i was going like camping or whatever i could fit like you're always tape in going to gym class even though it's lunchtime totally that's, that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> but i said you know what i've been squatting a good like you know whatever i squat <laughs> i've been squatting like 135 We're not name numbers here now 135 for seven you know which is not bad okay. right Sure. Yeah, right. is, that, is that good? Proud of you, bud. Yeah. I think it's good. <laughs> so then I get the shorts. This is. I promise the story's going somewhere. I get the shorts and uh, I immediately I hurt my knee. Ah, I blow out my fucking <laughs> knee, and I haven't squatted in like a month. Oh, dude. And I just I blew out my knee just stepping off of my deck, 
Like I, I hyperextended. I don't know if I landed uh, weird or I, I awkwardly sort of fell. I don't know what it was. Working out's weird because it's so technical and it's 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 fascinating how much you can get wrong. And I, I've I've injured myself by by not squatting correctly as well. No, I did not hurt myself working out. No, but you I were, hurt myself doing something innocuous. No, let's but, be clear. But your your technique for the squats probably led to this. <sighs> Maybe, maybe I guess technique walking maybe yeah <laughs> he just I needs want to work on his walking that's also true I pulled my thigh getting out of bed one day what the fuck? how the fuck did you do that I got up one day <laughs> just, I, I shouldn't have gotten up. up and I'm 27 and it's just ha- what happens now it's just a thing that happens you need a walker Nico yeah I need to be like fat Elvis I guess <laughs> yeah I don't know man I'm just a yeah I'd like to say like the short shorts thing is one of the most embarrassing stories of my life was going with my dad and one of my uncles to uh, Lowe's and the uncle was wearing like like six inch short shorts and I'd never seen a man wear anything like that before. I was kind of little and it was the the strangest fucking thing to me. You know, I love the idea that we're going to keep talking about this. Adam's universe changed and that day. <laughs> I love the idea that we're going to keep talking about shorts and every story. They're just going to get shorter and shorter. When I was in cross country, we obviously wore four inch shorts. Sure. Right. Like, you right. Know? right. Uh, I've definitely seen a dick or two in my day. Just <laughs> flop out of the side of those things while you're running. Saw a pecker. Oh, I've seen a pecker, too. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, Priscilla. That- Priscilla. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll go back to the ten inch. I have no idea. This is this is about as ambitious as it gets for me. Are you addicted to how far you can push the length? Kind of, kind of pushing it. It's gonna be a thong in a couple of weeks. I kind of have a taste for blood, you know. I kind of have a taste for upper oh, thigh. Christ, you want to be like the jackass guys? No, I don't want to be like the jackass. No, no. no not like that. You want bees in, instead of no, <laughs> instead I, of a thong. Instead of a thong. <laughs> Did you see a new jackass? I, you know, ironically, I've seen the the sort of documentary about the new jackass. Oh, four, four and, and a half, half, but right, I haven't yeah. seen the new jackass. Right. Even four point five is rough. <laughs> It's intense, man. I love in that one. They're just talking. They're like, man, this is the most dick we've ever done. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's yes. why we were they're talking like, about it on the other show. They're like, yeah, the older you get, the more you think dick jokes are funny, I guess. <laughs> but it doesn't mean you have to show your dicks and your assholes. They love showing them. I mean, I told them before, it's, it is homoerotic cinema. Sometimes, yeah. Like, it's like really pushing it. I mean, I think there's also a point where it's like, you know, they're at this point, like, what... Are they trying to hide anything? Like, right. I mean, you know, they, they're, they're, sure. how old are they? They're all. <laughs> they're very they're old. They're in their 50s. <laughs> they're past their childbearing years, put it that way. I mean, but like, what's the what's the shift? I mean, I I'm, I was I was trying to think back to like some of the other shows or, or, the, or some of the the other movies, and I was like, you know, it happened really early on when they're using the um, uh, muscle stimulators where uh, they like strip down and then they put the stimulator yeah, yeah, on the yeah, area yeah, between yeah, the yeah, asshole yeah, yeah, the and, the, and yeah, the taint. The yeah, taint. the gooch. They say the gooch. <laughs> this one goes on the gooch. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, that's in the first. <laughs> yeah, one. the first movie, and then it ends with Ryan Dunn shoving a car up his ass. <laughs> Didn't he go to the doctor? <laughs> he did. He had yeah. to go to the t- yeah. Getting the x-rays. Yeah. Like, that is, a, is that I a race car? I didn't stuff anything on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I never really got those movies. 
It's kind of weird that I a- I'm aging into the demographic. I'm, Isn't that strange? How how do you not get them? It's well, like I, pure slapstick goodness. Yeah, I, I always kind of found them cringy. I don't know. Like, I see, I'm not a big like prank show guy though. Mm. I never really enjoyed watching someone made uncomfortable by scenarios yeah. like that. To me, I, I never really found funny, and maybe now I do, and I don't know why I do now. But I mean. Content has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, like on YouTube and it's in a way they've content has gotten less professional over the years to a degree. Yeah. And they've gotten more professional. That's true. There is a a cinematic competence to the newer one where they actually stage shots. Oh, particularly the opening. I mean, the opening is a short film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. actually, it's not just a string of. I love them talking about that because there was originally just like a little skit, like, oh, we're going to make his dick look like a dinosaur. Right. And then he's like, the budget just kept getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the dick did not, but the budget got bigger and bigger. <laughs> I think what it is, those original movies, like, I never really enjoyed the bad grandpa sketches where, you know, they would try to embarrass someone in public or they would play a prank, hidden camera, candid camera stuff. I, I didn't really i didn't love that just because not everyone was in on the joke but there was a revelation i had watching the last one where it's like there's such a purity to you know steve-o has a bunch of bees on his dick and everyone is laughing at them because they've agreed ahead of time you're going to be in pain and i'm going to find it funny yeah and everyone is sort of on a level playing field regardless of who is actually being tortured in a particular scene Everyone is sort of on an equal sort of power dynamic. And there's also far fewer of those like like um, uh, public pranks that they do. There's only a handful in this yeah. one. Well, I think COVID probably restricted yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Well, I got to be honest, though, that one where that lady is taking care of old grandpa Knoxville and yeah. she leaves for a second and he comes back and he's on top of like the bus station booth <laughs> just uh, in his wheelchair on top of there. And he's like, <laughs> help, <laughs> help. It's like, how the fuck did you get up there? <laughs> But, but then in 4.5, they do a similar thing where they get a, a, a kid out who's like new at the job or whatever to like help oh, yeah. out all, all these all these old people get it. And then like, like the fire alarm go, goes off and then every single old man in the facility comes out bare ass naked yeah. and they're just <laughs> dancing and swinging their dicks around this guy. I've never seen so much male genitalia in my life. How do you feel about the female jackasses? Oh, that was new and interesting. I think um, that's an important question. I like that they brought that um, I, that female comedian in, and like her only job was just to like crack jokes in the background. Yes, like she, I thought was really funny. I, I kind of liked her. That I think is the appropriate use. I, there is a scene in the a scene. <laughs> There's a stunt they do in in the actual uh, Jackass Forever, where she like gets uh, Botox in her lips, but it's with bees. No, it's a it's a scorpion. Oh, a scorpion. Sure, yeah, not yeah. a yeah, exactly. It's oh a scorpion. Yes, yeah. yeah, big difference. Stings her in the lips. Yeah, and I I don't know. I don't find it funny watching women get hurt. I don't I know. Guess. She chose to do it. Why can't no, I know? I know. Why I, can't women get hurt? Does that too? make me sexist? <laughs> Maybe. I'm trying to figure that out. Does it make me more or less sexist that I, I I didn't respond well to the female jackasses? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. 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 Maybe right? a little sexist, Nico. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't find it. I think like it, at its core, this should be about dumb men and toxic masculinity. Well, when you say you never re- d- describe a woman as a jackass. So there is that. Sh- sure. Uh, but I don't know. Let the, let the let the women jump off 
you know, cliffs into like these incredible. They gonna do pools. like the Melissa McCarthy reboot, Jill asses or something. Jill asses. Jill asses. Oh, Jill there we Jill go. There we're, we go. We're joking about like <laughs> Jill asses. <laughs> Jill asses. Yeah, we're talking about like an all female reboot, like the oh, Ghostbusters. Man. You know, <laughs> just. <laughs> I, I I guess they could do it. It's I like Leslie know. Jones and <laughs> Cardi B. Oh my god. You know what? I'm 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 all for women jackasses. Okay. I'm all for it. Yeah. I don't know. I thought she was funny. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah. No, I'm not doubting that she's funny. I I just I like Derek Andre in the mix yeah, too. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. I I've never viewed jackass as like <gasps> a launching pad for comedy stars though. Well, see, I find it even Yeah, see, I I don't really find the female um, who is I don't remember her name I don't really find her be- Weird I just found it weird That they had like A whole new pack Of young people Yeah yeah. Because It was kind of like A legacy sequel Where they like Set up the for the next generation Yeah I, I found it Like I thought It was funny still I still I think it worked But there's something About it where it's like All these people Grew up to each other And beating the shit Out of each other That's one thing Yeah But now they're big And famous And ha- have money And it almost kind of Felt exploitative Of these younger people yeah, and people are aspiring to it, which is a but weird thing. They love thing. it, yeah, but they 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 were actively engaged, and like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like five years ago, I've seen Eric Andre take a glass pitcher full of milk and smash it on his forehead. So like, I'm not worried about Eric Andre. Yeah, but some of these other people, like I don't know them, so I don't know. Is it like, you know, is it right for a 50 year old Johnny Knoxville to be like shooting them with a cannonball or whatever? Well, like, is that me, right? Part of me also thinks like, you know, y- you kids have such a bright future ahead of you. You won't. You really want to do this with your life? Like this is this is the life that you chose. I mean, yeah. this is a life that chose us. You know, Johnny Knoxville could not have been successful doing anything else. Steve O could not have been successful doing anything else. Yeah, Wee Man would not have been successful doing anything else. And it's like they started out as these skateboarders, and they sort of created this weird subculture where it started as stunts, and then it became something more depraved. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's a relic of its time, and it's fun, and it's funny, but, uh, I mean, this is not, you know, this is not like Showtime at the Apollo. This is not like you're showing up it's, as it's, amateur night. Well, they know that, though, don't I they? Know, no, but it's, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, do it's, they? It's weird that it's become institutionalized. Like, if we see a Jackass movie come out without anybody from the original cast in it, mm-hmm. that will be weird to me. Yeah. Oh, Very yeah, much yeah, yeah. so. I agree. And Little I would, jackasses, yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if it happens. Yeah, probably, it might, it might. Right. Seems you like know? that's what they're setting up for. So, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Regardless, I still liked everybody in the movie. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it, it, it was it was really funny. Although, like, it, there's a greater fear in this movie because they're so old. It's like every every hit hurts that much more. When Johnny Knoxville got hit by the bull again, you're and like, it sent him immediately to the hospital. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Right. They're not. It's like me stepping off of my deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about. Jackass forever, although we could talk about it all day. Instead, we're here to talk about Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. the king of rock and roll. <laughs> um, because Wait, Elvis I'll... is coming out this weekend. I'm excited as fuck. I don't care. How about you, Adam? I think I'm excited. I think so, too. I, I mean, I'm, I am excited for the possibility that everyone's going to see, you know, uh, you know, Walk the Line or even Bohemian Rhapsody to a degree. And what they get is a fucking Boz Lerman film. Right. I want to be in the theater for that experience. Right. More so than the movie itself, because I don't think anyone knows really what they're getting into with this guy. <laughs> it, it, I don't imagine is going to be a straight down the middle biopic. And no. All reports suggest otherwise. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the bad reviews are people fundamentally misunderstanding what they're going to watch, or do you think that it's actually like just not good? Maybe a little bit of the of the two. I think. I mean, it's probably just a lot of usual cliches, negative responses uh, towards like gaudy Baz Luhrmann films because most of them have. You know, a lot of lights and a lot of glitz. glitz Doesn't that kind of work for Elvis? I mean, like, maybe. I think it does. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm definitely intrigued. No question. But uh, yeah, the, the Tom Hanks of it all too. I'm very curious. <laughs> uh, what's the average age of the film review? The film age? Critic? Oh God! I don't oh, know. The, of the film reviewer? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would say 85 to dead. I think. Right. Yeah, that's probably be so they about were alive the when Elvis was born. Oh, so there I might see. be a bias is what I'm saying. That's a fair point. We'll see. That's a fair point. <laughs> you know, I have no doubt that uh, our generation will have a grand old time with it for the most part. But I don't know. I would not have thought Tom Hanks is Colonel Parker. No, that would not have been my casting personally. Well, apparently he's not good in the movie. That's what I've heard. And that bums me out. Yes. Yeah, has he ever not been good in a movie, though? Uh not good in a movie. I guess... The Circle? Remember that Emma Emma Watson movie? He plays a villain in that. Do yeah. we want to count uh, the Bonfire of the Vanities? Yeah, he's not good in that. Yeah. But that's a casting problem. The Da Vinci Code movies, I guess. I like fine. him, I like him fine, fine in the Da Vinci Code yeah, movies. Yeah, he's fine, I guess. He's fine. They're fine. <laughs> Those are airport books that they made into airport movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think Bonfire. I think so. Bonfire is the movie? I would say so. He's great in Cloud Atlas. We know that. <laughs> I mean, Cloud Atlas. I have some feelings movie. about his, a few of his, not all of his performances in Cloud Atlas, but certainly one of them. And apparently that one performance in Cloud Atlas is actually quite similar to what he's doing. <laughs> uh, uh uh, Elvis. Oh so. no, the pirate one specifically. Yeah, I, I gathered. <laughs> you're telling me Tom <laughs> Hanks plays a pirate in Elvis? So you're telling me Adam looks, looks like it? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Colonel Parker was a pirate in some ways, right? Oh yeah, the by, I would say by definition in some ways. Defini- <laughs> <laughs> Yo ho, and a bottle of rum. Right. I think like, <laughs> quite Parker. quite literally. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, Elvis. What, what do y'all? Uh, what do y'all think about? Elvis. Who's Elvis? Do you have a relationship to the man? Not Costello, the other one. Oh, I thought you were talking about Costello. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I don't know. My grandma loved Elvis. Yeah. I think that's pretty common. My great-grandmother loved him, and my aunt, who passed away recently, loved him, and that has always sort of been my relationship to him. I remember, like, I was... One time, my grandma lived with me when I was a kid, and I was she used to watch a lot of movies, a lot of old TV and stuff, and um, I'd walk in, there's a movie on, I'm like, man, I was like eight or something, I'm like, I'm like yeah, that kind of looks like Elvis, and she's like, oh, that's Elvis, I'm like, he's a movie star, I'm like, I didn't know you did movies, <laughs> right, you know? It's Blue Christmas, or whatever the, that movie was. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and weren't, like, half of the movies, were, or weren't half of his songs, like, named after the movie? Jailhouse they were, like, Rock is a very famous one. Yeah, because yeah. I think she was watching Jailhouse Rock, it was the one. Okay. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. A lot of them were like that, especially later on, right, when it became clear that you could tie album releases to motion pictures. Yeah. And that was a game changer for the industry, you know. And in general, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of these movies. The Beatles had, I think, better versions of what Elvis was doing with his movies. Beatles has one of the best movies ever. As yeah. Far as Hard, Hard, Day's Hard Day's Night, Night is, is incredible. Yeah. Um, but that's really just like a movie about the Beatles. Yeah. And it allows itself to be about the Beatles. And it's like joyous and fun. Whereas Elvis was always kind of... He was always playing characters though, wasn't he? Right. I mean, it's like Elvis as a cowboy. Elvis as a surfer. Yeah. Elvis as a policeman. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm surprised they, I guess, uh, what's another cup? I don't know. Maybe um, Taylor Swift's All Too Well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so in some ways. Yeah. That she can do? I think so. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, Elvis wasn't a really good actor at all, uh, but all of his movies made money, and mm-hmm. none of them lost money. He was one of the most bankable stars in Hollywood. It's crazy. I guess it makes sense. But Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like, anyone that wants to say, like, oh, Harry Styles is in the new fucking Nolan movie or whatever. Do you know, though, if those Elvis movies, like, came out today, if, like, Elvis existed today, nobody would give a shit, and he would lose money. Uh, yeah, well... And he had, to, he had to invent the culture that is that right. Now well, strip mine for. I also just think arts. that like movies, frankly, were kind of like safer back then. Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah. Well, they're pretty safe now too. Certain but I think movies. now we look at it as sort of like, oh, it's different. It, these Marvel movies, it's so exploitative, uh, well, so paint by numbers. Well, they could like, take more risks now, for sure. I mean, you wouldn't da- like, like I don't, I don't know who's a good example. This is kind of an old one now, but like, if like they tried to do this for like Bruno Mars or whatever, like no one right. would, would have gone to see any of those movies. No, but you would have, you would have called it a vanity project. Yeah, you would have called it cynical. You would have called it whatever. Just, like, I just, I just mean there was like. There were less actors. There were less producers. It was a smaller system, and it was. Easy. There was room for forty Elvis movies, though. <laughs> like <laughs> sure. my my only point is, we've always been doing this. That that's the only point that I I mean to make here is that the stuff now that we consider shit is the same stuff that our grandparents <laughs> loved and ate up with a silver spoon, you know. To a degree, yeah. Not how, to say like, I don't how many Elvis. movies came out a year, though back then a lot more. Yes, a lot more, a lot more. I, I was. Do you looking, think more movies actually came out every single year? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was looking at we we did Hitchcock on the other show, and I was going through the MGM releases of the 1930s, and I went on the Wikipedia page just to see what MGM was doing. Every weekend they had a new movie. Yep. Literally every weekend. Yeah, it's crazy like, how many it, movies got released. In Warner Hollywood. Brothers now does what? It, it like twelve movies a year, thirteen movies a year. Yes. Yeah, you know, like MGM that. doesn't even exist anymore, and that's like, why they have to be these big, big, big movies. Disney does like four. Yep. But there are more companies making movies now, and they're just you don't hear about them. Littler companies for sure. That's yeah, a, there, I think there are still a lot. Well, of they're movies. they're independent, but in terms of like theatrical movies made with union people mm. and like. Yeah, okay. there there are definitely less, but that's because there was a very low standard before. They yeah. were made much more quickly. Uh, the scripting people would, process people would was see anything, though. but I think that's what we're talking about. Like, there's a simplicity and an, e- an ease to movies back then that, that you know, there's there wasn't nearly as much stakes as there are now, and from what it seems anyway, which yeah. is weird because you would think like they, they, from the early days they want to get it right and make sure everything's perfect and pristine, but they really jumped on the factory mentality. With with reckless abandon back in like the forties and the fifties, it was an industry. Yeah, I know. I mean, it was always thought of as that. I yeah. mean, it was that post industrial revolution. It was just yeah, another sure. new industry. It wasn't considered an art form. It wasn't yeah. considered something that required time and patience. Yeah. No, it was. We're going to sign these actors to twenty picture deals, and they're going to you know come hell or high water, fucking do all of those movies. Jeez, interesting. Okay, so it's true. Yeah, yeah, I. There was always a cynicism, I guess. Is the oh, point. God. And, yeah, yeah. and show business was always a business. In fact, it used to be even more of a business than it is now. It was not that way. Not not so much that way in the, as much in the silent era. That's sort of, but it's very different 
totally different in many right. ways. Yeah. yeah, but that was also like when there were road shows. Like you'd yeah. go to a carnival and you'd see like, you know. But that's, I mean, like you get like the George Milliers who just wants to make like these fantastical wonders or like, or Chaplin who just wants to, you know, you know, fall in love with the audience and make something that everyone thinks about forever. And oh, like no, that. there were, but, there was always yeah. art. Oh, there, yeah, there, there were always artists that were doing it. It's yeah. just that they were diamonds in the rough and you need them in order to get what we have now. But through all of it, there was a lot of dog shit that oh, and God, most yeah. of the film, by the way, has been lost. Like they would just record over the reel or like the film would burn up yeah, in a fire. And, that is really you know, nuts to me. Yeah, yeah, I know. There are hundreds and hundreds of old studio movies, like big budget studio movies that you just can't watch anymore. Mm-hmm. They are lost to memory. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's Very just, upsetting. Someone saw it once in a theater and that was it. I can't go replay it. I, you know, I can't get the VHS. Nothing. They should try to, those people who remember should try to remake it shot for shot. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Just from interesting experiment. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That'd be interesting. Let a director watch a movie and then remake the movie. One watch. Right. <laughs> Just one watch. You're right. Ooh. Yeah, it's like an open book exam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that'd be tough. Everything you can fit on this piece of paper, this little card. <laughs> remember that shit? You get one postcard. Did you ever do this at your high school? Oh my god, yeah. And you never failed because you, you, I was always like, I want the tiniest little tip, and I'm gonna write it super fucking small. I'm gonna bring in a magnifying glass. They let us um, do everything. They let some kids like you could print and like glue it on or whatever. Real, so they oh, would they like do like font size four, right? Oh, they never let us do that. Write the yeah. entire textbook. Yeah, what was that about? What what was that teaching us? Exactly? <laughs> what is, yeah, I don't know what I learned. How to economically write on a flashcard? What, yeah. what was that? That's kind of stupid. You could fit the whole test yeah. on the car. Like we're not that dumb, guys. No, we <laughs> I'd always give it to my friend with like the smallest handwriting, and they would just, you know, be able to squeeze it in. It's, what was that? <laughs> Open book exam. School is so dumb. School is School dumb. is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, let's let's talk this movie. Uh we were gonna do what Elvis's uh classic uh hollywood films and instead we decided against it and went with a movie called bubba hotep mm. which stars Bruce i thought it Campbell. was a typo at first i thought it was like bubba hotel and i was like no. okay bubba hotep no bubba hotep starring bruce campbell <laughs> as the king himself yes elvis presley mm-hmm. or is he i was kind of questioning that the whole time if the movie was i don't know how ambiguous it actually was i I don't know. I think he was. I think he was Elvis. All right, let's talk about this. I think he was Elvis. Let's let's try to deconstruct this a second. So the this movie <laughs> opens with Bruce Campbell sideburns and all, in the Elvis voice, laying on a bed in a retirement home, uh, claiming to be Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. and the nurse like mocks him for it and is like, actually, now nah, you're just an Elvis impersonator that broke his hip and fell off a stage and he's like no i actually made the switch with elvis i i you know, i made or i made the switch with the elvis impersonator he took my place and he had heart problems and died and i just stayed alive and i got off all the pain pills and uh now i'm elvis but no one believes me because you know there's no evidence to suggest that i actually am because i'm alive right and uh he befriends another man at this retirement home a black man who claims to be John F. Kennedy, <laughs> who, you know, as part of the cover up uh, on that uh, fateful day in 1963, 
decides, uh, or they, they, what they do is they decide to dye his skin black. Yes. And apparently change his voice away from the uh, Massachusetts accent. Yeah. And he's John F. Kennedy. And the two of them fight the devil in this movie. Well, Are the, the devil is a, he, they fight in a they fight a mummy yeah a mummy they fight a mummy sure yes a satanic mummy yes well I don't know if a satanic mummy is it a satanic mummy or is it's it like ch- imagine uh, deliverance <laughs> but it's a mummy what <laughs> right no but okay <laughs> what uh, <laughs> deliverance yeah it's supposed to be in like like. Like out in like the deep south, like oh no, but he's like a oh, cow- okay, I see. Okay, okay, it, yeah, okay. That was an interesting connection. Yeah, no, but he's a, he's it's a like cow- a redneck mummy. Yeah, no, he's but he's but he's a he's a cowboy mummy. Is he though? He's got or is cowboy- he just one of those guys who wears a cowboy hat? But he's got cowboy boots on too. Yeah, right? But I never saw him. I never saw him wrestle any cows. So I, I didn't know. see it either. That's a good point. He didn't ride a horse. He rode a few men and killed them. I've never seen Blake Shelton ride a horse either, though. But he still wears that cowboy hat. Ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I've said this before, but... Blake Shelton's a hack. Well, that. <laughs> certainly said that before. <laughs> but why is the cowboy hat, like, uh, a fashion statement, but the fireman hat is not? Uh, because nobody's been brave enough. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like, why can you just... You can co-opt the uniform of a profession as a fashion statement. They've done that with a few things, I guess, right? Like what? I guess a beret. What's a beret for? Green berets. Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Now, the beret was around before the military, yeah, I though, guess, right? I guess that's true. Depending on, well, yeah, maybe you're right. Give hey, me another hat. We should start wearing fireman's hats. You don't wear fucking construction hats out. No, you Because don't. I'm from a city. Well, that's pretty ugly. It's pretty terrible to go to a club and wear a, a fucking... <laughs> Unless you're a hard unless, hat. Unless they're playing the YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I was just about to say, unless you're the village people. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, cowboy hats, I guess. Yeah, what's what's so special about cowboy hats? Was cowboy it- is a job. It's not an identity. It's a job. I, well, now I got to figure out the the origin of the cowboy. A hat. cowboy is a guy that no, I know wrestles that, but, cows. But I would. What, 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 did did the, who co-opted what? I guess there's bowlers hats, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. A bowler hat refers to bowlers as in bowling. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's named after the profession of bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know it'd be a pretty good fashion statement? What? You just showed up in bowling shoes somewhere. Ooh. <laughs> what are those? Show up to the club in bowling Imagine shoes. Bowling shoes and a bowler's hat. Oh my god. And a, one of those vests, one of those black vests. <laughs> I've seen the black vest. Sure. Yeah, why can't I just wear a bellhops hat around? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I mean. You can pull that one off. What's up with the cowboy hat? Wait a second. Wait a second. What about a, a trucker second. hat, though? People do that. Really, no. What about what? No, nah, that's that's a baseball. Well, cap. What about the baseball cap? I was just yeah. you beat me to it. I was just yeah. about to say that baseball cap. There you go. You got me on baseball cap. Yeah. Come on. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but at least like well. I don't know. I guess cowboys, baseball players, both aspirational. I guess that's true. They look good, I guess, in certain attire. Does attire. a cowboy hat look good? Well, I guess Have it you does. tried like checking out your hats and you're like, today I'm going to try out the fireman's hat with my jeans and, or my, my, my six-inch shorts. Hell Let's yeah. see how that looks. My fireman's cap. Hell Actually, yeah. that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> that'd be yeah. pretty fucking sick. A little button down, yeah. <laughs> I, I own a cowboy hat. 
It was it was signed by Carrie Underwood. Wow. Have I ever told this story? Why, why do you? I probably. I feel like you must have. This yeah. does sound vaguely familiar, but we're talking like we're talking like the deep core memories here. <laughs> Did you go see a Carrie Underwood concert? No, my uncle ran into Carrie Underwood at a Listen, bar. Every cool story Nico has starts with my, my uncle. Un- <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for his uncle, Jesus. He'd have nothing. So as you both know, I was very much into American Idol when I was a child. It was my favorite show. And one of the great heartbreaks of my life is when Carrie Underwood won season four of American Idol over uh, Southern rocker Bo Bice. Came in second. I, I voted many times for Bo Bice and he lost. Uh, it's almost like your votes didn't actually count Right, it was the correct choice, mm. I should say That they made, but uh, I was really into American Idol, and my uncle Stumbled into a bar that Carrie Underwood was at And he went up to Carrie Underwood, and he was like Hey, my nephew loves American Idol Can you sign something for him? And she's like, sure, what do you have to sign? And he goes, I don't fucking have anything I don't, I don't, we're gonna give you a napkin You're gonna sign a napkin for my nephew, or whatever and she goes, all right, fine. And she takes off her hat. Oh. <laughs> and she signs her hat and she hands it to him. So it's not, it's Carrie Underwood's hat. That's Carrie Underwood's hat. Holy shit. That's really cool. <laughs> oh, I thought you just like took around a fucking cowboy hat. No. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Pretty good story, you right? You the closet full of hats. <laughs> Just in <From> case celebrities. <laughs> I actually got Indiana Jones hat. Harrison Ford was at the airport, <laughs> <laughs> and my uncle walked up to Harrison Ford. <laughs> he brought it to me, and it was like the coolest thing. Now it's all dusty. It's sitting in my room. There. That's pretty cool, though. It's not bad, though, right? Have you ever considered your uncle just lied to you? <laughs> Have you ever considered that? Certainly. Okay. Yes, it has crossed my mind. A Let few me times. ask you: Is that something your uncle would do? <laughs> There's about a thirty percent chance. I, I, I'd put it at about seventy thirty. But for the sake of the story, we're going to keep it at a hundred. Okay. Yeah. It's probably bullshit. You're probably. Right. Uh, so okay. Do we believe Elvis in Bubba Hotep is actually Elvis, and do we believe that John F. Kennedy is actually John F. Kennedy? Can you believe one is John F. Kennedy, one is Elvis, and one is not John F. Kennedy? You could. Or do you have to, they have to be, it has to be both. If you believe one, you must believe the other. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Well, there was that flashback sequence, but I, I don't know. I think you have to be consistent. I think if you, if you believe one, you believe both. I mean, does that mean we have to believe that there was a mummy demon? It's true. Not really what I'm asking. In the universe of the movie. I'm just saying that in that universe, there's a mummy demon. Sure. So, like, yeah, I can buy the rest of it. Like, my <laughs> my dis- my suspension of disbelief is already... Right. You know? So, so yeah, okay. So, Black JFK 2? I'm in. I'm in on that. Can I'm you in. imagine if they made that movie JFK just with, like, Denzel Washington or something? Like, <laughs> they might as well have it. I mean... <laughs> it's inc- just as logical. Incredible casting right there. <laughs> Would be just as logical. Yeah, I, I think so. I okay. think they both are. There was, so, so the actual JFK and the actual Elvis Presley. Yeah. All right. Guys, this is an incredible movie. Yes, it is. It's really fucking good. I can't believe how much I liked it. It's one of the weirdest fucking things I've seen in a while, but like, it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think, Nick? No, it's a, it's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, I, I really liked how it seems like everything in pre-production was as silly as possible and everything during production was as serious as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody just 
played the role straight. Right. All of the music choices were straight. Right. Everybody's on their game. Even like the cinematography is kind of good in the movie. Yeah. There's, that's the yeah. weird thing. There aren't even really a lot of jokes. Like it's funny. It's a funny movie, but there aren't really like jokes. There are jokes, but they're, n- as you said, they play it so straight. It's, it's almost, it's almost just character development yeah, it more than get, it is the a whole joke. movie is. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the movie we did years ago, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, interviewed the director of that movie and that was sort of his, what fascinated him about, you know, uh, writing something like that. I, I wonder if that guy saw Bubba Hotep. Maybe. Um, his whole idea Only was six like six years prior, right? Didn't uh, or seven years prior, or something like that. Well, this came out two thousand two. Yeah, didn't Bigfoot we, come out in like two thousand nine? I thought it was, or was it much later? No, no, I don't no, know. It was no. Later, it, yeah. it was he was on the promotion tour when he came on the show. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I thought that movie had like come out like a few years back or something. No, no, yeah. A no, bit that later. was what two thousand nineteen, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Might have been eighteen. Maybe I'm missing a one in my <laughs> twenty nineteen. Yeah, but you know, his whole thing was. I apologize. I'm forgetting the man's name. Robert Krasinski. There it is. I remembered that. I was thinking John Krasinski, but I knew John, that was wrong. Was, yes, we interviewed John Krasinski. That, that's the story we're telling. That's how I always remember his name, though, is it sounds similar. Yes, it does. Yeah. We, we interviewed John Krasinski for when he was doing A Quiet Place. It was a very interesting conversation. <laughs> it was a very quiet podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it so funny that a guy made a movie with Sam Elliott. And this was a stop on his press tour. <laughs> I, I hope How do you... I promote my movie? Talk to these assholes. What's going on? Why is this a thing? <laughs> I know what that says about him, but no, you know what's the problem? I genuinely, I talk to people all the time. You know, people who, who know I do this podcast. We're 300 episodes in. Mm. So I've seen a lot of fucking movies. Certainly. And a lot of weird movies. Mm. People ask me, like, oh, what are, like, your five recommendations? And every single time, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot is on that list. Yeah. Without fail. It's a hell of a movie. It is just so strange and interesting. Yes. Yeah. His whole premise there was, I'm I'm going to bury a a somber character study underneath a genre movie. And I'm just going to tell the genre material as straight as I possibly can. And I'm going to hire competent actors and we'll see if this works. And it's a really interesting experiment that I, I remember not loving when I first saw it. I kind of I, I I don't know. There was something about it that didn't quite mesh with me. I didn't really love the genre stuff or the character stuff. I kind of felt like it was in a gray area. Mm. Whereas this movie, Bubba Hotep, is so self-assured and knows exactly what the tone is. Yeah. And that was sort of what, what amazed me about it. Like, it knew that it was absurd, but it also knew how to play, like, the notes, and it knew how to scare you, and it knew how to, like, direct action competently. And I think a lot of that just starts with Bruce Campbell, who is a guy... With the charisma. Well, just casting Bruce Campbell just to begin with. Well, the casting choice, sure. But this is a guy that, since the earliest days with Sam Raimi, had a very uh, clear-minded approach to making absurd movies like this, mm-hmm. and always knew... The, the exact right tonal calibration. Yeah, because he grew up making them. Right. So then, I mean, he invented the genre, really. He yes. invented, like, the B-movie, the 80s schlocky B-movie horror comedy. And there's a lot of Evil Dead in this movie, too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It, yeah. But that's a guy you just bring on, and it's like, yeah, you buy him as, like, your tragic lead character, and you also buy him as Bugs Bunny. You yeah, yeah. You yeah. buy him as every color of the rainbow. This guy can fucking do it. And... 
I don't know. I kind of wish that he had more opportunities at like, you know, big Hollywood shit, but he's well, great in these. Well, he might be an Aquaman too. Let's not forget that. That's yeah. true. He might be replacing, <laughs> might be replacing Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's great in this. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's very good. It's this type of movie is so like anachronistic. It just, I think it's for the same reason that like watching the man who killed Bigfoot and then the Hitler or Hitler and then the Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the reason watching it is so like bizarre is because it's just so anachronistic like that. It just, you have all these weird elements being thrown together and there is an element of that here where it is like, I, I don't want to say like hard to watch or weird to watch, but it is, you kind of have to hop out of your regular movie seat mm. and sure. get into a different headspace. Sure. Yes. For yeah. it. Right, you have to, prep. which is easier for us because we know what we're getting when we see Bruce Campbell. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and we know what we're getting when we watch any movie that we do for this podcast. Like, oh, yeah. you know, tonal clashing right. is a is a common thing here. It's a film that I really loved, but it's also another one of those movies where it's like, if I were to recommend it, I have to like lay out the groundwork for the person prior and be like, okay, yes, watch this movie, but it's this type of thing and you're going to feel yeah. a little weird here. Which is kind of actually why, like, strangely, I would almost recommend The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot more than I would recommend this one because that title alone, you get it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. With yes. this, like, not only with the title do you not get it, but you could watch this entire movie and still not get it. Sure. You, you could sure. just think sure. it's a bad horror movie. Right. Like, you could just think it's trying to be stupid and in some ways it is, but... Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's something about it that I I actually kind of disagree with you guys, or at least with you. I kind of think The Man Who Killed Hitler and the Bigfoot works better. Okay. I actually think it achieves its goal better than this one. Well, I don't think they're the, quite the same goals as the thing. I mean, okay. this is much more of an overt comedy than that one is to Totally. Me. And a lot of, like, the seriousness in this movie is That's true. clearly part of the joke. Right. I mean, like, just, just this, because it is totally straight even down to this guy getting a cyst rub off of his dick <laughs> and it's just like like this is an important moment even mr though- l yeah exactly <laughs> you dog <laughs> i think she calls him a rascal you rascal <laughs> why don't you pull on it a little more honey i could have had her with a curly smile and had her eaten out of my asshole <laughs> Some lines like that. <laughs> but we were, but we were the, talking about the this. dialogue is oh so God. good. It's so good. It is, and again, it's hilarious, but it doesn't feel like it's like even there for the laughs. It almost feels like it's just this character. Like this is his. So I've talked about. Th- no, I agree. I, I've talked about this one. We've brought up like Back to the Future, strangely of all things, and like like Nico and I when we when we did the po- other podcast and we t- we nominated the show. One of the things that I I always comment on with that one is like, yeah, like it's silly and obviously it's not realistic in any significant way, but like there is a. Uh, how do you describe this? Like the, the filmmakers take committing to the bit very, very seriously, if that makes any sense. And yeah. even though it can be funny, it still like means something to the people and it's not, there's nothing ironic about it to me. Right. And I guess it's, there's a similarity of that here. I don't know. I mean, it's I, the whole the thing as a whole is ironic, but when they're, I don't know, it's like when you're placed into it, they, 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 they don't skimp on it. They know that like taking this stuff very, very seriously is going to be funnier in the end. Yes. I agree with that. No, right. I, I, and I, maybe that's sort of what I'm trying to identify here when I talk about like consistency of tone. Yeah. Is uh, when you when you watch a trauma movie 
or something like with a ridiculous B movie black exploitation title, you know, uh, you already know that the material is going to be ridiculous. So there's no need for the directors to remind you of that. Like there's mm-hmm. there's no reason for the filmmakers behind this movie to make fun of an old man that thinks he's Elvis or to make fun of an old black man that thinks he's JFK. Like that is already on the surface absurd enough and the audience can do the work. It is your job to tell the story effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, making fun of something that is already absurd is a, is a tough thing to do. And it's, this is, well, it's kind of why a lot of like spoof movies. Right. It's don't work. Well, it's, it's the like, distinction between scary movie and scream. Precisely. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's scream is already a satire, so now I'm going to satirize the satire and now I'm going to take all of the comedy out of the original Yes. Thing. Yes. Exactly. Definitely that, that. That's the distinction. The only difference here is that this is just a little bit funnier than scream. I will probably way more funny. Yeah. But <laughs> but, it, but but there's a similar idea going on here, at least to the way the filmmakers approach the material. Right. And uh, listen, there's some uh, there's some weird flourishes. I mean, there is a, a Lynchian sound design to this movie that I found to be r- really out of place, but also effective. Like there's like the hum of a ghost. Oh, yeah. Haunting the entire thing. And uh, Lynchian electricity, by the totally. way, constantly throughout this movie. Reminded me a lot of, of yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, sure. The, the shed the, with the with the blue uh, light emitting from it the, i mean the hallways in this remind me a lot of like some of the shots in lost highway too totally yeah yeah that's the thing it's it, and it's a good looking movie for, it is for, for not costing anything totally it's like surprisingly good yeah, yeah i think we we were talking about this before million dollar budget 1.2 million uh gross which yeah. normally is bad but <laughs> in this case with the circumstances of it pretty much probably just being a straight to dvd film mm-hmm. actually pretty successful they were for probably, what it is. I mean, they were probably pretty happy with that. <laughs> all things, all things yeah. considered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so Bruce Campbell, maybe we should rewind a little bit. So, of course, he does Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 in the 80s. He is seen mostly as Sam Raimi's sidekick and was heavily involved in the production of those movies, like helped with the set decoration, helped with the effects, helped with the screenwriting, you know, obviously helped with the promotion of the movie. He was essentially a producer on those things. And he always sort of hung around as, you know, as like the Brad Pitt to Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. As like, yeah. this guy was never really seen as a viable leading man, but, uh, you know, it's it's charming when he's with Raimi. <laughs> and somewhere in the, the 90s to early 2000s, Bruce Campbell puts out this memoir, If Chins Could Kill. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is you know, kind of a weird choice for a, a guy to write a memoir. I, I, if you're a publishing house, you're not exactly, you know, like jumping out of your seat at the opportunity to tell Bruce Campbell's story in his own words. Also, how old was he at this time? Like, uh, Let me t- tell you exactly yeah. when. I feel like you don't write a memoir until you're in your 50s. Like, no. Yeah, that's why it's that's why it's strange <laughs> to me. And then, well, he must have been probably like he was young, fairly 30s, maybe well, 40. Well, well, if it was in the 90s, it wouldn't have been much long after uh, Army of Darkness. Okay, 2001. 2001. Okay. Yeah, 2001. Still... If Chins Could Kill, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. And this is, by the way, a year before Bubba Hotep. He puts out this book. It sells insanely well. And at this time, like both the publishers and Hollywood in general were put on notice of, oh shit, there's something here. There is an 
immeasurable impact that guys like Bruce Campbell and guys like Sam Raimi with those schlocky 80s movies. Mm. Uh, there is an impact there and there's a crowd that is being underserviced yeah. and they're hiding somewhere in plain sight. We, we can't find them like they're 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 probably in their mother's basements. That's the <laughs> truth of it. But, you know, there's a whole subgenre of movie from the 80s that have inspired, you know, fan conventions and cosplaying. And they're also the movies that are performing very well at Blockbuster and are essentially they define the VHS era. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. VHS was invented in many ways for these very movies, you know. And there's a sort of schlocky quality to know when you put in a VHS, like you're expecting, you know, like a John Carpenter esque kind of B movie. I think I'm always expecting Tremors. There you it go. Makes me sad when I don't get Tremors. <laughs> right. When I throw in a VHS, even though I threw in Pokemon 2000, I, I was expecting <laughs> Tremors. Please be Tremors, please. <laughs> and then I see Ash. And I think that was the moment. And there were a number of of other actors and cult figures and and comic book figures that that uh, spurred on this change. But it was one of the moments where the where the Hollywood machine was like, hey, maybe the nerds ought to be serviced here. And now we've gotten so far down the rabbit hole, there's no going back. Mm -hmm. Uh, And everything now is is through the lens of will the nerds like this. But um, yeah, movies like Bubba Hotep helped build this this very interesting cult persona he he might be one of the first ever nerd cult figures yeah Yeah. it kind of feels like still the i don't know yeah i would say so he's the king of conventions man oh yeah and kills a comic-con yeah i know Mm -hmm. i love him Yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know i mean it's weird i mean this is a movie that i had heard about like in in with small spurts though it's kind of lower on the radar of these things but yeah i'm actually shocked though i there's there's because there's some bruce campbell movies that i had seen prior and i was like you know like, they were fine but they weren't like anything like re- remarkable by any means and i was I'm, i don't know I'm, I'm a little annoyed at myself that it took this long to get to bubba hotep me too you know <laughs> i really like, like it a lot like i should have seen this before man with the screaming brain or like my, um or my name is bruce and stuff like that or it's like those are those, like, man my name is bruce is good but yeah no crime this, wave crime yeah it, yeah there you go there's another one sure yeah uh what what other uh little moments here? i mean we basically just gave you the plot of the movie it it's very lethargic Thin. and yep. slow it's based on a short story and they definitely extend it to an hour and a half but i i was never bored by it well no and i'm but I'm, it did feel a little long it, it did feel a little long. I don't know what it would have felt like had we had like normal commercials or no commercials rather because we're watching it on what the that's true the Pluto TV sure yeah those things were fucking annoying. Don't sleep on Pluto TV. Pluto TV fucking rules. You ever watch Pluto TV? Yeah, when when I we need to watch a movie for the podcast <laughs> and it's on Pluto TV. You ever go on the channels though? No. What do they got? So Pluto TV, like the whole premise is that there's all these TV shows that are just sitting there. And no one's picked them up for syndication and they're not in reruns. <laughs> and we're just going to give them their own channel. So, actually, here- you know, I think I have seen yeah. one when I was, when Michaela and I got married in Nashville at our Airbnb. I don't yes. know if I talked about it. Didn't yeah, I? you might have. Yeah. Where it was like the whole premise of the show was um, people are living in their house and they find out after they buy the house that. It was a murder house. Somebody died here. I think right. the show was called Murder House. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so they these these two hosts like go to the house and they go like, so where did she die? And they'd be like, right here in the kitchen. <laughs> 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 Turns out her husband he he cut her up with a with a rusty saw and he 
baked her arms in the <laughs> in the this oven right here. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and then uh, so they it's like a it's like a thirty minute show or something or even less. It's like a twenty minute show. And the first ten minutes is just focused on like how grisly and gruesome this murder is. And then yeah. the second half of the show is like a home makeover where they like fix up the house the to make you forget. It becomes love it or list it by the <laughs> end of they, it. Yeah. They fix up the house to make you forget about the murder. Sure. <laughs> They're like, you can't even see the blood stains anymore. <laughs> we replaced your carpet. <laughs> So there are shows like this. Like there's a Fear Factor channel of just old Fear Factor episodes. (laughs) There's a Dog the Bounty Hunter channel. There's a Bob Ross channel. Honestly, it's better than cable. Fucking cancel your cable subscription anytime you're like flipping through TNT and FX and shit. Just go to Pluto TV. There's like three game show channels on there (laughs) that just show old episodes of like the match game and classic concentration. Okay. Fucking rule. There's a James Bond channel. Only the old James Bond movies. And it's free. It's just sitting there. I love that. It's oh like, my god! It's it's Pluto TV rules. Interesting. Fucking rules. Interesting. And they have movies like Bubba Hotep on there. That's great. Bet you one day you yeah. can find why is this a thing. Oh, definitely on Pluto podcasts. Yeah. I think there's a Mystery Science Theater three thousand channel. Is that would surprise me. Yeah. I think so. Do we have to film ourselves? I'm assuming we have to film ourselves. No, it's Pluto podcasts, baby. Oh, Pluto podcasts. How about a Sirius XM station? Where they just play our podcast. <laughs> I don't know about that. Do <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I listen to them or do I listen to Howard Stern? Could you mm. imagine if we just like got picked up in syndication and we just started airing on NPR? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings plummet. <laughs> <laughs> a bold new direction for a once respected news organization. NPR has enlisted the talents of three Connecticut podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, that's that's the pot of Bubba Hotep. There's a, a, a mummy that shows up. That's the titular Bubba Hotep. Hotep yeah. is like a mummy, right? Is that it, all it means? It's it's yeah. It's um. It's supposed to be like a term that means like Egyptian king, or it's like a surname. Essentially, is the right. idea. And this um, they they discover this mummy. Uh, somehow was released from its prison and it needs to feed on souls to stay alive. And it's decided that the old folks home, the souls are weak because they're old, but they're ripe for the picking. I see. You know, they're easy to get. So he, um, he sucks the souls right out of their anus. Correct. Why the anus? It's just because. Well, as John F. Kennedy, as former U.S. President John F. Kennedy (laughs) uh, explained, uh, you can actually take the soul out from any orifice. Why not like. The the ear. The ear? Yeah. Why would you do it in the ear? Oh my god, Adam. You sicko. Yeah, you sick fuck. You never What's, tried it before? Never tried the... sucking the soul out of the ear? What's the matter with you? It's not, it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want the asshole? <laughs> Listen, we're we're millennials, baby. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the twenties, Adam. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it, it's what we call the Egyptian rim job. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, Elvis is always uh, concerned about the bump on his dick, uh, the bump on his pecker, as he calls it throughout pecker. the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Like at the beginning, he says, "Like I'm gonna name it Priscilla, and I'm gonna make it burst by jerking off." <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I'm gonna name it after my ex-wife. Uh, how about when uh, when when JFK asks 
uh, Bruce Campbell for uh, a ding dong. Oh, but not my ding dong. Not my ding dong. It's <laughs> so, like a ding dong. Not my ding dong. <laughs> no. But little, I guess it is now. Just, now that they died at chocolate. Yeah. Well, yeah. He. he <laughs> yeah. That same fucking joke. It's so Ozzy so Davis, goofy. man. Ozzy Davis, who is yeah, like an old Hollywood star. Yes. At this point in time, had made several movies with Spike Lee and was you know he's having like, a nice little career renaissance, and then he like, does this movie. He's like a coveted like like uh, icon in the industry. He's wonderful. I just, and we were watching this, and I'm just I, I, seeing him was just blowing my mind. And then when we started hearing some of the dialogue, I'm like, how does he say yes to this? Yeah. I was just sitting here taking a dump. I'm just like, what, what is this? It's strange though, because I just searched Ozzy Davis on Google, and the first movie that comes up is Bubba Hotep. I'm looking at it too. Yeah, the second one is Do the Right Thing. <laughs> <laughs> how does that happen? I don't know. How does that Grumpy Old Men is also in the top four? <laughs> I like Grumpy Old Men a lot. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, uh, it, it is one of those things like you must be really good in the room to convince Ozzy Davis to do this movie. Jeez, you but, know, but if he can do that, like, why isn't this director made more shit? Let's see who this director is. This guy's name is Don Cor uh, or Corsa Corsarelli. 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 Uh, he uh, again is best known for Bubba Hotep. Uh, has done the Phantasm movies. I haven't seen any of those. Uh, the Beastmaster. The Beastmaster. Okay. Uh, Jim, the the world's greatest survival quest. Beastmaster. <laughs> Beastmaster two. Beastmaster three. Electric boot. Oh, John Dies at the End is from 2012. I remember that movie. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that one. John Dies at the End. <laughs> Got Sing. it. That's what happens. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was a spoiler. Spoiler. And I guess he was just sort of hanging out with Ramey and Campbell at the time, right? It just sort of was a part of that underground world. All right. Yeah, he's really good in this. I, I It's shocking that he was able to convince anyone to be involved but I'm, I'm glad he was able to do so because it's insane yeah the movie but uh i loved kimosabi in this <laughs> kimosabi <laughs> is like the lone ranger figure with with the fake plastic guns that poor guy yeah <laughs> i felt so bad for him what a fucking group of clowns in this yeah. retirement home i mean <laughs> that's a good point like the, it's like the craziest retirement home i also i love the two caretakers who like at multiple like four or five times in the movie i feel like they have to pull a corpse out and uh, throw it to the back of a van. Yes. And it's just the same scene, essentially. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is different. Each time. I was kind of hoping it was actually the same scene, just not even changed. That being, they probably shot the sequences in one day. I imagine so. All of them. Adam, in one hour. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but they're like dropping the fucking corpses and flailing them about. They can't quite move the bodies just right. If there were five scenes, there were five takes. I mean, <laughs> like... <laughs> Loved everything with the iron lung. Iron lungs are just fucking hilarious. I don't know why. <laughs> That's so terrible. They're fucking funny. I'm sorry. It's ever since I've seen The Big Lebowski. For the last 10 years of my life, iron lungs have always been hilarious to me. I don't know why we ever put people in them. Mm. How was that ever an effective way of caring for someone? Uh, I don't know. When the old woman is shown in the iron lung here, I, I just cackle. I cackle <laughs> with laughter. I'm sorry. I, I feel like an iron lung, iron lung is like a middle finger to God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like clearly, if this person is meant to die, right? like, <laughs> if I'm if I, I'm just gonna put this out there for any future doctors. If I ever need to be put on an iron lung, 
just kill me. And, and that's it. it. And it. I don't think you'll be put on an iron. I don't think I will either. But middle finger to God. What if God's like, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that one? <laughs> I don't know. He did. He made regular lungs. That's true. <laughs> he made a more efficient version. But an iron them. lung's pretty cool. It's an iron lung. <laughs> How eerie was it when we were watching the movie talking about Marilyn Monroe? It just came out up randomly. Well, not randomly, but JFK at one point says, you know, we were the best fathers we were given the circumstances. And I made a comment like, it's well, bullshit. You did go fuck Marilyn Monroe on the weekends. And it's not like his children have the staunchest reputations. No. These days, uh, some of them have ended up dead. Other, others have ended up in prison. Uh, but, 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 but after that there's a line in the movie where Bruce Campbell <laughs> says like, Hey, just between you and me, that's a bad Elvis impression. Tell me about, uh, tell me about Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn good in the sack. It's classified. <laughs> <laughs> that timing was unbelievable, by the what way. What the fuck is JFK doing? Still classifying shit. I know he should be I, the first guy being like, open the books. Yes. I if, hope if, if JFK actually survived and they dyed his skin black, he would be Fox Mulder. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He would not be. I want to believe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope when those documents come out, all they say is like one one solid white sheet of paper. Marilyn Monroe was good in the sack. <laughs> That's it. Why are they still sealed? <laughs> We're going here now. What's going on? Uh, no, I, they unsealed. They made a big deal about how they unsealed it two years ago, and there was still all this shit blacked out. Well, they also didn't like at the last second they. Um, they didn't unseal as much as they had initially promised. Yeah, right, they, like, right, right. Changed it, and they only unsealed a little bit. What did they reveal? I didn't, nothing. Nothing. Uh, well, there must have been something. Obviously. What? What? Is, <laughs> Obviously, that is the one conspiracy that most people agree is actually true. Um, yeah, I'll quite right? a few people agree. Yeah. Regardless of what exactly happened and why it happened, there's something more to the story that we just don't know. Yes. You know, it's almost certain that. Lyndon was involved, right? I mean, <laughs> right? Because I don't think Nico's totally sold. I'm pretty sure Lyndon Johnson tell. was in the grassy knoll. Uh, I do not believe that. I don't no. think he was in the grassy knoll. Lyndon Johnson was in the grassy knoll. I, I don't believe. I, I don't believe that. And he used his new invisible bullet technology. I think it was the CIA. Yeah. Acting rogue. Nah, it, it's not like the CIA hasn't done fucked up shit. In the acting past. rogue. Interesting. We have all this fucking. Mm. We have all this data being like the CIA was doing fucked up shit in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just giving fucking acid to college kids and creating the Unabomber. That's a true story. Yeah, it's true. It's a true fucking story. The CIA created the Unabomber. Wow. The turn of the frogs gay. You always beat me to it. <laughs> beat me to it. It's true. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was good. It's a good movie. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot too. They fight the zombie at the end. They fight the mummy yeah. at the end. It does feel like a like a. It's in the same universe as Evil Dead for sure. Yeah, straight. Let's. Yeah, and I was saying when we were watching it, there are shots in this uh, movie that remind me of Ash versus Evil Dead of all things. Yeah, and uh, I def I definitely don't just think it's the Bruce Campbell of it all. No, although I mean that certainly helps make the connection. But 
Well, when they're fighting the scarab, it's such an evil dead scene. Yeah. I mean, like to the shots, the way the camera is on the ground, to the stabbing of the, the scarab itself, like the hand, mm-hmm. it's so evil dead. I will say the defeating of the mummy was surprisingly straightforward. Yeah. Like, yes. I feel like in these types of movies, you expect the solution to be very convoluted. Like, oh, we have to utter these words while next to the tomb. Well, that, uh, while sticking a cross up its ass. Right. And, well, that's and, what they do in Evil Dead. Right. And in this sure. movie, it's just uh, set it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And I mean, I, I guess you have to set it on fire twice. That's true. I guess that's how you defeat it. Well, it just burned his chest. And you have to get the whole mummy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Also, that mummy looked like Michael Jackson. It just looked like Michael Jackson yes, wearing cowboy did, boots. Yes, it did, Nick. I could not see it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could not see it. Even with the cowboy hat somehow. Mm. Yeah, okay. It's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mummy Michael Jackson. Can you imagine if that woman was like, hee hee? Like, oh, no. <laughs> I guess it kind of looks like Michael Jackson in Thriller. So there you go. I see it. Every time I saw that fucking thing, I thought of, of, uh, of fucking uh, Steve Martin's King Tut song. You ever seen that? No. No. Oh, fellas. Oh, now he's going to show it to us. Fellas. There's a... Stop the show. No, we're, we're doing this. Are you, are you aware of the um, SCP Foundation? No. No. It's um, SCP. It's going to like... It's I'd so like to talk Secure, to- contain, protect. It's this online, like, fiction where they come up with all these stories of, like, these strange phenomena or strange monsters. Mm. They're all fictional, but they've inspired tons of video games. Oh. Horror games. Okay. Um, there are tons of them, and it's actually a very cool thing. I've talked about it before on on the podcast, I believe, but um, there was one SCP of like this monster that would like run around, chase people, and try to kill them, and it was just Michael Jackson, basically, <laughs> and it was called like the like I think it was called like the He Who or something like that, or something the like that. He Who, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and I watched a couple of like horror games uh, where this. It, this was essentially the villain of the game or whatever, right. and it looked exactly like this. I swear to God, like wow. this is what it looked like, huh? Except it was fast and high pitch voice. That would be utterly horrifying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Can y'all see this here? Let's see it. Uh, so this was a, a, a Twitter controversy, quote unquote, over the maybe like a month or two ago. Uh, someone on Twitter, a younger person, discovered this King Tut video and said. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. And it's like, this is why? Because comedy it's... and it's not funny. Oh, it's not funny. Or were they offended that he was playing an Egyptian? No, it wasn't that. It's just, they literally didn't find it funny. Okay. And it became like this, this big, like millennial versus Gen X thing. Oh, like, everyone that was around at the time was like, this is hilarious. And the, the Twitter feed was split. I don't know why it became such a big fucking debate, but it was, I, I happen to think it's, it's one of the great things SNL's ever done, but Here we go. Maybe we can all learn something from this.
the bridge. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so everybody was debating that this was just stupid nonsense, and what a lot of uh, a lot of more astute people pointed out. Kids these days. Yeah. Well, what they said was like, you have to put into context. It's the late seventies. There was a big exhibit that was touring all these museums across the country of King Tut's tomb, and a lot of people at the time thought it was in bad taste to be touring the country with a coffin with someone's coffin mm. and so he was sort of mocking the idea that you know king tut was being used for consumerism right kind of like the the bodies exhibit yes that's today. a weird i've seen that yeah i've never seen that Ooh, i have as well it's very when i was younger yeah knowing what i know now i probably wouldn't have seen it yeah for like the reasons of you know how do they get those bodies <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a little strange but a little sketchy. So this, you're saying Twitter uh, uh, didn't take the context into consideration. Right. Which uh, I know. I know. Uh, Shocking. Hard to believe. Yeah, I, I see. I see. <laughs> Doesn't sound like the Twitter I know. Mm. <laughs> oh, Twitter. No. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. I uh, loved it. I, I like it. it. I love it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. King Tuck. <laughs> Steve Martin, a genius. Anything else about Bubba Hotep? Uh, I don't get where the Bubba came in. I just fucking don't. I'm Bubba's sorry. like redneck, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, how does that play into this movie at all? He's kind of like a redneck. I don't know. How, how? does how does how does JFK play into this movie or Elvis? I buy that. <laughs> they set the groundwork for those. I get it. Okay. How did this mummy become a redneck? Oh, how did it become a redneck? Ah, uh, because they don't explain that. He just happens to wear cowboy boots. Why? It was affected by the opioid crisis, apparently. Okay. Yeah. This movie didn't even feel like it had to take place in Texas. Got red pilled. This movie could have taken place in Michigan. It's a red pilled movie. <laughs> Just like, stop it. <laughs> Bad Nico. <laughs> we're, we're losing the middle class, Nick. I don't know if you know that. Oh, it's commenting on the middle class. Is that what you're saying? It's just, yeah. we're, you know. Yeah, that's what it is. Nick, come on, Nick. A lot of subtext with those cowboys. You know, we just invaded yeah. Iraq. Come on, Nick. Oh, Christ. When the movie came out. Come on, Nick. <laughs> I'm with the forgotten man, Nick. <laughs> all right. That's all we got for Bubba Hotep. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, we, we we need to do a Tim draft or a Tom draft. Oh, fuck. We forgot. We need to do a Tom draft. I don't have the list ready. Well, we can't do it now. No, Next no. week. Next week. Yeah. We got to do it. Shit. Forgot. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Tom draft coming next week. Also, okay. we might... Just, I'm just gonna tell you guys this now. We might just record an episode this week that would bank for the future. So if anything sounds out of order in mm. an upcoming episode, I'm just telling you why. Mm. Yeah, okay. just so you don't get all, you don't get your panties up in a bunch. We do a tom draft, and then we don't mention it the next episode. Right. Ah, uh, you know, chill the fuck out. All right, <laughs> calm down. Nice. <laughs> don't be hitting me up. Don't be at me in the Discord. All right. We're gonna lose a lot. Of or do be at me in the Discord, but not about this. <laughs>
not about this. That's you, John Blood. <laughs> Talking to you. <laughs> Let's play a game. you're doing to me when you don't believe a word I say here comes Nick sing it we can go on together with suspicious minds and we can build our dreams it's how many Elvises, guys? We're playing how many Elvises? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I just need to. I just need to like set the stage for for the listeners here for a second. What? I um, mm. I have not. I'm not wearing headphones right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I can't hear the music that y'all are hearing. Oh, that's great. And confusion every podcast that i've been on for the last two or three years or something like that mm. i'm listening to nico through headphones oh. and i gotta say being here in the room and hearing him sing to no music we can go on with suspicious minds. suspicious minds. And we can build our i was like i was trying to read like what what what's the confusion on Nick's face? I don't understand. <laughs> oh wait, he's not wearing headphones. <laughs> you didn't see me trying to listen to the mic? No, I turned over. I was like, cause because then Nico starts singing. Okay. Christ. Uh, We're not very good at this. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, uh, let's see. So uh, Elvis, Elvis Presley uh, passed away a while ago. It's been a minute. What year did he die? 1980? 2002. <laughs> right. Uh, Forgot about that. After the great mummy battle. Mr. President. <laughs> after the great mummy battle of 02. Uh, Elvis Presley passed away in the year 1977. So it's been a while. How much... Does Elvis Presley uh, have in the bank in 1977? What was his this net This is $77. Worth? I think so. Yeah, I think so. If oh, we can God. find the number, I'm not even sure we can. Oh, my God. So, I mean, here's the thing. Like, he know. had to be, like, one of the richest people in the 70s. I'd imagine think? so. Oh, yeah. Colonel Parker did not really treat his uh, bank account that well. Well, I was going to say, though, yeah, well... Is he losing money at this point, though? Certainly. Yeah, he's in yeah. Vegas. He's like washed up. He's in Vegas. No one will sign him, and he's on a lot of pain pills. I feel like there's no way he's below $100 million, though. I imagine not. He's got to be at least $100 million. But is that in today's dollars or in oh, 70s dollars? Presley. Come on. I'll, I'll make a I, guess first, and then I'll, I'll look up even if this information is available. But I will say that Elvis is at least equal to the net worth of Drew Carey. So I will say $190 million, if that's even the number. All right, I'll just stick to my $100 million number, and that's that. Okay. All right, I'll go, I'll say $20 million. I'll go real low. Wow, okay. I think inflation's a bitch, guys. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. It's an interesting range. Okay, here. so I have a number... In terms of what the Elvis estate is worth, but I don't think that's the number that we want to go with. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a little different. I feel like Elvis is worth more today than he was when he died. Certainly. Probably. So, you know so I mean? yeah, yeah. Totally. So his estate is worth somewhere between 400 and 500 million. Yeah, that, that right. makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, the song catalog is worth more than a billion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is not the case, though, in 1977. When Elvis Presley died, having sold 600 million records and singles worldwide, and you could arguably say the most important recording artist in the history of this country. Mm-hmm. I think you would definitely say that. Elvis Presley had a net worth of $20 million. Holy shit. That means, shit. Nick, you just won this week's edition of... Oh, my God. How many Elvis Presleys? I'm actually, I'm reading the same thing as you. It says technically his net worth was $5 million before adjusting for inflation. So that's $20 million in today's dollars. So he was, I mean, essentially poor guys. Broke. He was essentially broke for Elvis. He was, he was poor for Elvis. Oh man. Oh, that's like what happened with Burt Reynolds. Yeah. That's too bad. My brain is flaming. I don't know which way to go. We're gonna get sued for this podcast. Yep. Your kisses left me higher, like the sweet song of a choir. That's enough of that. Uh, cool, Nick. Thanks for coming all the way across the country just to record this. Just pod. for this, yeah, this one show. He's going. He's leaving in a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got here. <laughs> thanks for making the trek. See you guys next time. Thanks for making the trek. <laughs> Could you imagine if Nick came and drove all the way over here for every show next week, same time, same place? <laughs> That'd be so funny. Oh my god, I'd have to leave. <laughs> like, I'd have to leave Saturday morning. Or Saturday early afternoon, and then we would record Sunday morning, and then I would leave immediately. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, yeah. But, but I can make the work week work. Sounds I mean. like a plan. <laughs> sounds like a plan. I would feel so terrible. I'd be like, Nick, just, just just stay home. You know what's weird, though? <laughs> I feel like we've done it so long the other way now that I feel like the mojo is not as good. What do you mean? Sometimes. When we're in person. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's a little Isn't distracting. It weird? It's distracting, right? Yeah, what's that about? It's mm. distracting that I'm here. Yeah. You know what we need? Hot tub. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why do we have less chemistry in the room than we do virtually? Oh, God. Are we falling victim to that? Everything's better when it's virtual? I don't... Comfortable? No, no, not when I'm with you, though. Yeah, no. It's, no, that's true. Yeah. I hate doing Zoom podcasts with you, but I'm so used to doing it with it's you. It's because I, I don't have my mic. I don't have my headphones. You don't have your gear. You got your laptop you know, there. Your, not my desk. Michaela's making sushi. Yeah, there's no pots and pans. Yeah, pots, pots and pans The cats. Yeah. Don't forget about your cats. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's just the mojo's off, you know? What's that about? Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. I got to relearn how to talk to you in person. Right. Well, that's sad. <laughs> it is sad. I've been talking to this person for most of my life, yeah. and now we got to relearn it. Yeah. That's how it goes, you know? Yeah. It was always meant to be a virtual relationship. That's what it. That's what it was <laughs> always meant to be. Long distance, <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we're relearning it. Maybe next show will be better. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. It was, no, it was, it was good. fine. It was, it was fun. good. It's okay. Rate our shows. That's what we don't do, do that. Show. Rate don't, our shows. I don't care to know what you think. <laughs> at all well shouldn't we ask for people to review us like leave a comment i mean like the responsible podcaster thing to do would be say to say please you know review us on apple Podcasts." yeah yeah, because that's the only thing you can do to actually help our show Mm -hmm. well you could give us money 
That's true. Well, yeah. you'd like, feel free to give it to us. Just send us money. In, yeah, in any way you'd like. But uh, they're not going to do that, so maybe review would be. Because we probably won't use the money for the podcast. We'll just pocket it and go. Yeah, yeah. It, it it would be on uh, it would be placed on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably shouldn't pay me after all. Now that I'm thinking about it, what if you, what if you convince listeners to send me send me your money and I'll place your bets for you? There's yeah, I oh there you go. I I mean. Bad idea. Bad idea. Terrible Trust idea. my gambling but... advice. But yeah, I take a little piece off the top. I yeah, mean, exactly. We might as well just put TMT on the stock market. There we so go. <laughs> so buy some stocks. Sure. Uh, yeah, invest in yeah my gambling habit. <laughs> Make, forget it. Forget <laughs> forget one it. of us is fiscally responsible. I'll let you guess who. <laughs> I'm not fiscally irresponsible. No, I was going to say him. No, Nico, it's fucking you. <laughs> no, I was going to you were the most fiscally responsible. I am. Three. I would say so. I would say it's Nick, but I'm wildly <laughs> offended. <laughs> I would definitely say it's Nick. You wouldn't say so? I'm no, not. absolutely not. Yeah. Your your spending habits are worse than his spending habits. That, well, yeah. You're a little more spontaneous with your cash. No, that's true, but that's because I, I can afford to be. Well, yes, <laughs> fair enough. Just because you have more coming in, though, it's the right. Because I work 90 fucking hours a week. <laughs> He's working now. Yeah, I'm working right. I was working while we were watching the movie. Yeah. They saw it in action. Yeah. Uh, love you. Ah. Until next time. You've been so very, very <laughs> naughty. <laughs> uh, no. Please.